Okay. Hi. This is Eli. Um, Eli Hansen. And uh, you're here listening to, to my podcast about craft, uh, craft techniques, um, and life techniques. Situations you might encounter as a maker. Um, thanks for listening. Um, today, it's sunny out. I am driving in the car from a little north of Oakland. And I'm going to head down to Palo Alto for the evening again. I've got a little bit of rice and half a sausage that I saved from lunch. Um, some coffee. Got a dog in the back there. She's doing pretty good, you know. He's been having some fun adventures. A lot of driving around lately. He likes some driving around. Um, you know, I'm totally pooped. And... Uh, I've covered, just covered in dust. I was inside of a very large furnace today. Fortunately, it was not hot. It was cold in there. Um, and it at one point held a 600-pound freestanding crucible. Um, so we needed to chisel out all the old glass and old brick out of there. And I thought today I could talk about gathering glass and about punties. Um, because, you know, talked about some emotional things, talked about the craft of dying in the last episode. It's very emotional. Um, Maybe punties and gathering is less emotional. Maybe not, though. It's a pretty emotional situation doing anything with me. It's going to involve some emotions. Um, so I'm really exhausted from a long day of chiseling away at all that brick using a large this enormous Makita jackhammer it's like a, it still is the kind of jackhammer that you that you plug in to a 120 but um, 13 amp just a huge like inch and a half diameter shank of the bits really heavy object probably 30, 35 pounds slinging the tool around um, and it felt way heavier after lunch wearing a refractor a mask and gloves and um, ear protection and eyes and inside this furnace jackhammering uh, really 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 hard glassy brick stuff um, probably got out a few hundred pounds of glass and brick from inside there and even with a mask I wear the mask it was pretty tight even with the mask I definitely got some 
dust in my snoot. So, um, oh, dang, now we're coming up on this exit again. I gotta take the right exit. I think I want to be in the 880. Last time I did not get on the 880, and it was a terrible mistake. Um, but I really do want to be on the 880 this time. So, a couple days before that, we were getting the other furnace up and running at this shop. Got the last bit of the two-inch black iron pipe threaded and installed and got to use the big power threader, a mule, the rigid 700. It's a really large electric threading device to create threads on the outside of a pipe and um, whoa that's a big tool also very powerful very slow turning extremely powerful um, big machine really putting the putting the hurt to me you know a lot of things are putting the hurt to me these days but what's new what's new but getting the hurt put to us um so got this furnace all kabanged out got all the stuff out of the bottom then we gotta get the crown the top of the furnace Got to get that smashed out tomorrow and then make some forms, wooden forms, and pour a new crown to that furnace. And then pour a new floor and a new burner port and a new flue and a new pedestal for the crucible to stand on. And then put in a new 600 pound 600 pound capacity crucible inside of there and turn that one back on and meanwhile the other furnace that we just installed is up and running and it turns out they didn't use the actuator that it does have a new variable speed motor and so they just stuck with the variable speed motor and bypassed the actuator even though it had the actuator I was so excited about the mechanical actuator they didn't even use it so variable speed blower hooked up to the computer controller it is the flame that the furnace is candling right now at about it's about 500 degrees inside there now and so it's on its way up slowly it should be hot by Thursday night it sounds like so it's, it's Tuesday today so gathering hot glass making punties punty is a 
term for essentially a handle that you're going to put on the onto a, a glass object to hold on to it. Um, and then you can break it off. Uh, Punty will refer to the metal rod and the glass on the end of the rod. And that glass will be like a little bit of glue you can stick on to another glass, onto an object where the metal won't really stick to the glass in the same way. But if you have glass, a little coating of glass, like a little matchstick, a little Q-tip looking sort of ratio of glass on the outside of a metal rod, then you can use that punty to attach to something and hold on to it while you heat it. And then when you're done shaping, you can break that punty off, remove the punty, and leave a little punty mark. But only just the little mark and not necessarily much of the punty book I left on. But there are times when you'll make a punty that you will actually leave glass from the punty. We're going to cover those different kinds of punties and talk about the different kinds of gathering techniques to gather hot glass onto the end of a rod or a blowpipe. The term rod or blowpipe or punty or stick will be interchangeable um, oftentimes in a shop. Sometimes you're referring to a punty being a solid rod, and sometimes a blowpipe is referred to as the blowing iron. Also, a gathering iron is another term. So the, the iron, the blow iron, the blowpipe, sometimes... Oftentimes, if you're saying blowpipe, you mean the pipe that is you're going to blow through. But sometimes, if you say pipe or stick, you might just mean bunty. So even though it's not technically a pipe. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Now, gathering hot glass... Um, it's probably, it's one of the most basic, but one of the most technical parts of glasswork. Um, it's kind of the basis for everything. Where it all starts is gathering hot glass. And then we've talked about with flame working, um, gathering the glass up on the end of the rod. And that's where you might actually you're going to start with a rod of glass and you're going to heat it and gather it onto itself. But we're going to talk about gathering out of a furnace of hot glass. And the furnace being the heating chamber, the hot chamber with a crucible full of molten glass. The crucible made out of a high heat ceramic oftentimes these days they're made from a AZS an alumina zirconia silica pot um, 
a kind of refractory that was developed by NASA to go on the outside of spaceships. And now we use it on the inside of our furnaces to hold molten glass. Um, The furnaces is a large chamber inside with a pot of glass in it. It's got a burner port on it and it's got a flue, an exhaust port. Some of the furnaces are also going to be electric and those would have um, an elements, multiple elements inside of them, oftentimes made from molybdenum. Um, there's a couple different kinds of elements, but right now the more common ones are molybdenum elements. And those furnaces are kept on generally 24 hours a day because they have this large amount of molten glass. We also have reheating chambers referred to as glory holes in the hot shop and the hot shop being the glass blowing workshop. And in the hot shop, there's going to be a furnace and a glory hole. They're both going to sit at the same temperature and they often have the same burner system. Um, They are both technically just furnaces. Um, But like in a blacksmith shop where they'll refer to the term forge for the furnace that's inside of a blacksmith, um, these kind of specific terms are used for these glass equipment. So furnace and glory hole. Furnace being the one that contains the molten glass, glory hole being a reheating chamber. Now, sometimes you're going to have a glory hole that has a crucible inside of it. Sometimes referred to as a crucible glory hole, sometimes just referred to as a glory hole. And some furnaces will be used to reheat uh, the glass, a reheating furnace. And that furnace sometimes will have hot glass in it, and then you can stick the glass in there that you're working. Um, often that is a more of a larger factory style um, or a single person shop sort of situation. But um, there's lots of different ways it could be done. But generally, especially in the rental shops, the shops that you would rent a certain amount of workspace from, um, those shops will have a single furnace and multiple glory holes and the single furnace will contain usually somewhere in the 200 to 400 to 600 pounds of molten glass and that poundage is referred to as the the amount of glass that that furnace contains the furnaces usually weigh much more, um, but the the rating is about the glass that it contains. Usually not much more than a thousand pounds. Usually not less than a hundred pounds. And even that's kind of small for a production shop. So we've got a furnace 
It's got a square door, oftentimes, on the face of it that slides to the left. And they're pretty much always going to slide to the left. There's a couple reasons why you might want to have to go to the right, but pretty much you're just going to slide it to the left. Big square door. It's got a handle sticking off the front. Oftentimes, you lift the handle slightly to slide it to the left. Sometimes, sometimes, um, it'll be a little sticky because of glass stuck inside there. And so you'll need to pull a little bit on that handle. But don't pull hard and don't jerk it. Just gently lean on it. And that will pull the door away. Um, the glass that is stuck on there is probably going to be, you know, 1,800, 1,700 degrees. Gooey, gooey, sticky glass um, that will need a little coaxing. We'll slowly pull it apart. Be kind of putty-like. Um... The glass that's inside of that furnace, it's going to be around 2,100 degrees Fahrenheit. That glass will be around the consistency of honey. And when you open that door, slide it to the left, you want to open it just enough to be able to insert your blowpipe. So you're maybe going to slide the door three or four inches open. At which point, it's really going to blast out some heat. There's a lot of heat coming out. And in a gas-fired furnace, the flue is where the exhaust is going to go. And so when the furnace is open... Generally, the air should be flowing up the flue so that it's not blasting out at you. But some furnaces, they will blast out at you. And they also will toggle often between low fire and high fire. And so sometimes when you open that door, it will drop the temperature of the interior of the furnace and it will, the co- little computer sensor will turn it on to high fire and then it will blast even more heat at you and onto your knuckles while you're gathering. So it's going to be really hot when we do this. It's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be confusing, especially if it's your first time. So we're going to use a rod a gathering iron and we could just start with something simple like a half inch rod about five feet long made of stainless steel and we're going to want to heat up the front inch or two of that gathering stick of that little punty rod we're going to want to heat up that front end the little inch or two on one side, don't heat up the other side, to a deep, deep
dark cherry red or up into a orange. We don't necessarily need to get it glowing white, yellow. Um, and we don't need to heat very deep. We just need to heat the front inch or so. The glass won't stick to cold metal. So we need to get the metal a little bit hot so we can wrap it around there. So once we feel like we've got that stick heated up enough, then we're going to want to get inside, get it inside of that furnace. We're going to open the door to the left an inch or two. We don't need much. Really, two and a half inches should be enough to insert the rod because we're going to want to get the rod through the door and then we're also going to need to get the rod out with a little bit of wobbly glass on there. And insert the rod through the door and then there's going to be glass there's going to be inside there's a sill right at the entrance of the door a refractory ledge and that sill is going to be covered in hot glass just a thin coating but enough where it's kind of glazed on that sill and so if we were to stick the very hot end of that stick <coughs> right against the sill, it would stick immediately. So we're going to want to put the stick in about a foot or so, 8 to 12 inches, maybe 16 inches, into the furnace. So that we're a little bit onto the cooler part of the stick. It, there's still the stick's gonna be pretty hot up there, but it's not gonna stick. The front little bit of that very hot part of the stick and um, that's glowing orange and maybe has a little bit of glass on it already, that was gonna wanna stick to anything glassy. But another eight, 12 inches back from that along the stick, is going to be less sticky. And so that's the part we're going to rest on the sill in the bottom right corner of the opening of the furnace. This square opening is really going to be a rectangle opening about 2-3 inches wide and maybe 10 or 12 inches tall as this opening of the furnace is often a square and maybe the opening is 12 inches or 16 by 16 if you were to open the door all the way um, but instead we're just going to open it 2 or 3 inches so there'll be a vertical crack of glowing orange 12, 16 inches tall let's say 12 16 is really fucking big um, 12 inches tall by 3 inches is hot Set the stick in there, set it down into the bottom right corner of that opening. And we're going to rotate 
that pipe, that stick, we're going to rotate that in a clockwise direction. And we're going to start rotating. As soon as we set it down, we're going to start rotating. So it doesn't stick. So the heat's transferring even. And because we're going to start sliding out to the glass. Because as soon as we're inside the furnace, we kind of count down to how much our hands can handle and how hot it is. Because you'll notice it's incredibly hot right now. So going to want to set it down there, start turning and slowly extend it out towards we th where we think the level of the molten glass is going to be. The level of the glass will change throughout the day as we gather molten glass out of that furnace. The level will get lower. There are certain kinds of furnaces that the level will stay consistent. But most of the furnaces... Oh. <laughs> and these rental shops will stay will move down throughout the day as we gather the hot glass out of there so it's towards the end of the day or maybe even sometimes throughout the week you'll gather out the glass and at the end of the week it's going to be really low it's going to be hard to get to the glass the beginning right after you just charged the furnace after you just filled the furnace with glass the level of the glass is going to be very high and so it'll be right there and you might need to put your pipe at a 10 or 20 degree angle to get to that molten glass once it gets lower down you might be getting to a 30 or 45 degree angle and it might seem very steep and you're lifting your hands up more and more into the heat zone and you're going to want to get way at the end of your pipe the very tippy tippy end of that gathering stick so that you don't burn your hands too much So, we've got our stick inside the furnace. It's getting hot. We've been sitting here for a long time, so it's really getting hot. And we're slowly rotating, extending out over the glass. And if you look carefully, you can see underneath the rod will be like a shadow underneath the rod, a dark shadow underneath. It's actually not a shadow, it's the reflection on the surface of the molten glass of the stick because the glass is glossy. It's going to reflect. So you're going to see a dark shadow-looking line underneath your stick. And that's a way to tell where the glass is. Um, like a mirror, as you extend it over you'll see that you can it's reflecting back and if there's separation between the end of the stick and the reflection then you're not in the glass and if they are joined then you're touching the glass um, especially with a small stick like this you're not going to be able to feel the glass very much once you get a little bigger you can feel the resistance of the glass as you gather the glass you'll be able to feel it but the small sticks you won't feel it as much um, you'll just kind of have to sense and know and look and it's hard to see in there because it's so bright everything is really bright and glowing and hot and it's hard to tell what you're looking at 
So really looking for the cues of the stick underneath. And then once you're into the glass, you'll actually be able to watch the shape of the glass around, gathering around the stick. You'll be able to watch the light and shadows shift a little bit the way that you see through the glass. Most of the glass that you'll gather is going to be clear, but occasionally when you're gathering from a color furnace, it's also going to look a lot different. And that's something also to be aware of. It's very rare that you might be gathering out of a color furnace, but if you are, it's going to be even harder and more confusing. So... going to gather. We're going to get into the glass. What we want to do is we want to insert the rod while we're turning. We don't want to stop turning. We want to slowly turn and insert the glass, insert the rod into the glass as we turn and insert to a certain depth. Let's say we're going to go in an inch and a half with the rod. So we're going to insert up to that depth on the end of that rod. And then we're going to stay at that depth and we're going to rotate around all the way around so we make an even gather line. The gather line be the base of where that glass and metal, where the metal is sticking out of the glass. And that gather line should be very even and consistent. If we're going to make something larger and we want to put more glass on this, we can let it cool down and we can gather again and we'll put our next gather line just right behind that previous gather line so they can kind of stack up almost like a target. You'll see a nice even concentric rings inside of it. So the gather line, generally you're doing about two rotations in the glass. Nice, even, consistent rotations. And then we're going to slowly exit the glass. We don't want to just jump out of the glass. We want to ease our way out of the glass as we wrap the glass around the end of that stick and create an even coating. Just like we did with the gather line, we want to continue to smoothly wrap the glass around the end of our rod so that it twists on there evenly. Like, imagine, and you can try this with honey and a stick inside of the honey, is to exit that honey slowly and evenly so that you put a gooey layer around all of it. And the final last bit that you are gathering on your rod is off of the tip. And so you're dripping off and pulling out of that gooey glass from the tip rather from than from the side of the rod. You'll want to be gathering and exiting and the final bit that you're going to be twisting off from that gather will be at the tip of your rod, creating that even matchstick or Q-tip looking application of glass on the end of your rod. Now, the next job is to turn evenly and consistently and exit the furnace. 
with that glass on the end, turning evenly, consistently, and and in both directions. Now we're going to stay in one direction as we exit the glass, but once we're out, we will most likely start turning in both directions. There's times when you're going to continue to just turn in that same direction, sometimes to kind of even the gather out, sometimes because of a color application, and then sometimes if you're trying to keep the glass just kind of perfect and wrapped around there, you might just stay turning in the same direction for a little bit and hanging it just slightly as you exit maybe hanging at a 10 or 20 degree angle as you exit the furnace. Now, getting out of the door of the furnace, exiting through that little hole is going to be really challenging. It's really hard to do. And especially if it's your first time, it's a lot of things to pay attention to to turn and exit out of this very hot thing and to in order to lift up the pipe you're going to need to move your hands your left hand forward on the pipe and it's going to get hotter and hotter and it's going to feel like you're burning and it's going to be very scary and confusing and overwhelming so we're going to need to focus on staying calm and thinking about how we're going to get out of there similar to the game of operation you're going to be pulling this hot blob of glass out of this little tiny hole trying not to get stuck to the door and if you do touch the door it's not actually going to get stuck it's just going to put gooey glass onto that and make a more uneven gather shape Part of our job is to make a very even application of clear glass onto the outside of our piece. So this is practicing the basic gather. And if we wanted to apply more glass, we could let that gather cool and get it cold enough where it's somewhere in the 13 to 1500 degrees range. And then we're gonna go back into the furnace and gather more glass on the outside and just another coat will just stick right on there. And we could do that again and again, letting it cool down each time and then gathering more glass on the outside to build up the layers and make a larger amount of glass on the end of our rod. We also might start with a larger rod. We just did a gather on a half inch stainless steel rod, which is a fairly small rod. We might move to a blowpipe that's a one inch or seven inch inch diameter blowpipe that also has a flared head. The blowpipes we use are made from a pipe, oftentimes stainless steel, sometimes a high carbon steel, 
And those are then have a head that is welded onto that pipe that flares out. So it creates a larger flare. And so that when you gather, you actually already are gathering more glass than you would on that tiny half-inch rod because you have a flared head. And so if the tiny rod of glass you're gathering maybe couple ounces of glass with the larger head of glass maybe you're grabbing a quarter pound or a half pound of glass so the even gather and the even coating of glass is very important to making an even and consistent piece and making the same thing over and over again which is part of what we're attempting to achieve through our gathering techniques so that it's repeatable so that when we need to make a thing we can make multiple of those things and we can repeat that those moves and we can also pass that knowledge on to someone else to assist us in making an object if I have a certain kind of cup that I'd like to make, I might make that cup a few times myself and figure out what it is that I need that cup as far as color and clear to look like and how that setup goes. And then I might hire someone else to start that cup for me. And I might give them that formula and say, here's what we're going to do. You're going to take a gather of glass and then you're going to go into this color and then you're going to heat it up, put a little bubble in there and then you're going to pass it to me and I'm going to blow it into a cup, a fancy, fancy cup. So... Another thing we need to talk about here is the punty rod and making punties, gathering the punties. So we're going to talk more about gathering while we talk about punties and also talking about the different kinds of punties that we might use to hold on to the object. Now, if I'm going to make a cup, I'm going to gather onto a blowpipe and I'm going to blow half or two-thirds of my cup of the bottom of the cup on the blowpipe. And the bottom of the cup is going to be the part that's furthest away from the end of the blowpipe. And the lip of the cup is going to be what's attached to the blowpipe. And so I'm going to shape the bottom of my cup on the blowpipe first. The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to blow the bubble up and I'm going to shape it from the pipe down but I'm going to aim to make the bottom two thirds of a cup on the blowpipe and then I'm going to use a punty rod to attach to the bottom of the cup and then I'm going to break the blowpipe off away from the cup I'm going to shear it off and then I'll have access to the lip of the cup by holding on to the bottom with a punty rod 
So at one point, there will be a moment there where I'm attached on the blowpipe to the top of my cup, and there's another rod stuck onto the bottom. And so I have a cup in the middle and one rod on either side attached to this glass object. There'll be a metal rod sticking out of the lip, and there'll be a metal rod sticking off of the bottom of the cup. And so, in order to make that handle and that attachment just right, we'll have to gather that glass just right. And the punty attachment is going to be based on a couple of things. One is our going to be our glass setup and where we put the glass on that punty rod. But then the other part will be how we heat that punty and where we put the heat so that when we do attach it, there is a certain amount of specific heat in a certain place on that punty. So it attaches in a certain way to the bottom of the cup and then it holds on to the cup in a certain way. And then when we go to break it off, it will also break off in a certain way. So this is all very, very technical stuff, very difficult to do. And oftentimes is hard to focus on in the beginning years, depending on how you start and what kind of glass blowing you might start doing. But generally these are the most important things are gathering and punties and how you make these punties and how you make those gathers is going to have a huge influence on how those punties break off and how your piece looks, how the wall thickness and the glass distribution looks on your bubble and then how that punty attachment looks when you finally finish a piece and you break it off the punty. Does it break off cleanly, leaving a small, clean punty mark? Or does it break all crazy, leaving big, gooey, chunky parts, and the bottom of your bubble is blown all weird? So, lots of different options, lots of different ways this could go. And it's all really hard to do. So, the most common punty, and the punty that we just kind of made on that half-inch rod, is referred to as a dome dome referring to the shape of the punty of the top of the punty it's just being a dome and that dome punty is something we would attach to the bottom of our cup and then just break it right off of the bottom of the cup once we're done and that the fusion that happens when we stick that punty rod on can sometimes be referred to as a cold fusion and this is a term that were, is more common in lamp working, but it applies here in that the cold fusion is that the punty is warm, the bottom of the vessel is not as hot, and the, the warm bead in that 1600 degree range where it'll be a little hotter on the punty and the bottom of the vessel is not hot enough to move. The bottom of the vessel will be closer to 11 or 1300 degrees, a little cooler, essentially set up. And the punty itself will be the 
malleable, gooey part. And that's where that punty attachment will have a cold fusion onto the bottom of the vessel and essentially making a weak connection. Just enough to hold onto but not enough to fuse to the bottom of the piece and become part of the bottom of that vessel and create a problem when we go to break it off. We want it to be just enough attachment that it will hold on, but not so much that it will then fuse on. This cold fusion punty, the dome punty, is a very common punty we'll use. And we'll use it to attach oftentimes to vessels and we'll stick it on in the center of the bottom of the vessel and then we'll use a little water on the neckline, the part up by the blowpipe that we've established earlier as the place where we're going to break off from the pipe, kind of like the perforations in paper we're going to make a weak spot and then using water the water will create extra weakness in that and then we can tap the pipe and it will shear at the neckline and that moment of the tap is where that punty will still be just warm enough for the punty's not going to break off the punty's going to stay fused to the bottom and that little tap will break the blowpipe off of the vessel. I gotta get my water. The water bottles fell on the ground. <sighs> okay, so that's a dome punty. Now, a couple other kind of punties that we might mess around with are one of them, I love this name, is referred to as a sculptural punty or a sculpture punty. And a sculpture punty or a sculptural punty is often used on solid work. And the sculpture punty is where we're going to leave some glass from the punty on to the piece. And this is where we're going to have more of a hot fusion with that sculpture punty, where we're going to use a lot hotter surface of the punty and the punty itself will be a little gooier and hotter and more glass off the end of the punty rod and we'll fuse it onto the bottom of the vessel and then create another neckline in that punty and uh, a weak point leaving some of that hot gooey glass that we just stuck on the bottom. We're going to leave that on the vessel. Maybe that will stay on forever on the bottom of the vessel or maybe once it's cooled down, we can cold work that off and we can grind that glass off the bottom of or wherever it was we were attached to. We grind that glass off and polish it and make that little sculpture punty disappear. I believe the reason it's called a sculpture punty is because it's often used for sculptures, things that are a little thicker, solid work, and you want a stronger joint on that punty. 
and then you're going to stay on the punty. You're going to be holding on to the glass with that punty for a little bit longer amount of time than you would if you were just using it for a vessel and opening up the lip of a vessel. And so because of that, um, you're going to want to use a hot fusion which will create a tighter bond between the punty and the bottom of the vessel and you might then at that point also set up your punty so that it has a little more glass throughout the on the rod of the glass the glass being a great insulator so that a little bit more glass on your punty um, would create a place to hold the heat and insulate that heat so that your joint where the punty is attached doesn't get cold and break prematurely while you're sculpturizing on your sculpture with your sculpture punty. In that sculpture punty category, another version of the sculpture punty is a cold core. Sometimes these are interchangeable where you often might just want your sculpture to always have a cold core. But specifically, especially in a larger work, you might put a gather of glass onto that rod and let that cool down to a very cold temperature like 1,100 degrees. And then you would gather more glass on the end of that rod, but not very much, just enough to create that gooey, sticky outside and then stick it on quickly onto the bottom of your sculpture and then cut in your neckline on that gooey end of the glass that's attached with a hot fusion to your sculpture and then by the time you're done you just did that and that took about 20 seconds to gather and place that glass correctly on it and then onto the bottom of the vessel and cut your neckline in and now it's starting to set up enough where that is very rigid and that glass is cold but it doesn't it can't move anymore it's rigid like you want a punty because you don't want your punty attachment to be really gooey you need that with a hot fusion you need it to be gooey to stick on but you don't want it to stay gooey and wobbly so this is why really the full name for a sculpture punty is a cold core sculptural punty sculptural or sculpture being interchangeable in this form the reason you might differentiate between just a sculpture punty and a cold core sculpture punty is really just size where you might not gather glass onto a sculpture punty and you might not put as much you might not put a gather of cold glass on there you might just instead 
quench your pipe. Remember how we heated up the end of the pipe? Well, if you're making a sculpture punty, you want to quench the end of your pipe in water, pure, unadulterated water, and just quench just the tip, an inch or two, into the water, and hold that in there for two, three, maybe even four seconds. And the amount of time you hold it in there will matter and you're going to want to count and pay attention and know that that's what you're doing. And so that you create a cold core so that when you gather, you know that you're setting up heat on the surface, but you do not have a core heat. If you were to go right into the glass with a hot core and then gather up a bunch of hot glass and then try to put that sculpture putty on, you might just be too hot and too gooey. With a sculpture putty, you're only going to want a little bit of glass off the end. Um, Let's say a half inch of thickness of glass. Probably less than you would for a dome putty. And there's a little bit of personal preference there in how you set it up. But one thing is you're definitely going to want with that sculpture putty is you're going to want to have that face of the sculpture putty be hot and gooey hot. Whereas with a dome putty, you're only going to want it just hot enough to attach, but not hot enough to really to be gooey and definitely not hot enough to be able to cut that line in there, leaving a little pad of glass. Your sculpture putty is going to be more of a flat face and the dome putty will be more of a dome, round, matchstick, Q-tip looking object. And the sculpture putty is going to be a little blunter and flat faced. Now, that gather, that's where the gather really matters. Because one, you're going to want to do it quick enough that you're not adding a bunch of heat in on that sculpture putty. So you're going quick. You're in there, quick rotations, in and out. And you also want to get the right amount of glass. Not very much. You don't want to gather up a bunch of glass. You want to rotate and then really slow your rotations, if not completely stop your rotations. Once you get a clean gather line and you exit the glass, then you want to let it drip off the end and get most of that glass off, but not staying in there a long time to let it drain off. You instead want to get it to drip off pretty quickly. Get out, get vertical, and peel it off so you're not leaving a stringer on the furnace. You want to separate that glass by turning and making sure that you're not dripping glass on the cell. Then you're going to come out of the furnace and you're going to want to hold it up in the air. Hold the glass pointing up so that the glass is going to drip back onto the pipe. Now, if I am preparing a cold core sculpture putty, I have glass, I have two inches of glass gathered onto the pipe and squared up so the face is flat. It's not that magic Q-tip looking gather. It's instead a even cylinder flat face essentially replicating 
the exterior shape of the gathering iron but just putting a coating of glass on it not much sticking off the tip and just a coating of even wall glass around it and then when i gather for to apply the for the glass that i'm going to use for the sculpture putty cold core sculpture putty i'm only going to gather halfway up that initial gather this is a really tricky gather because you're not going to line up your gather lines nice and even you're only going to gather halfway up that initial shape so that you're going to put a little ball of glass out at the end and you're going to leave this big gap there between the marver between the gather line your initial gather line and your new gather line it's going to look a little bit zany it's going to be looking a little wrong where you are going to want to just make a super even gather line right there oh here comes the cops oh, they're tearing right by me oh my gosh I was sure that they were going to come get me um, now we've got our little round blob gather at the end of our initial gather and now quickly while we still have this hot gather on the outside we want to go to the marver the marver is the steel table and we're going to want to push that glass evenly back to that initial gather line making it look as if we gathered all the way up to that initial gather line but in fact we didn't we only gathered halfway up and the reason we're doing this is because we only wanted to get a small amount of glass we didn't want to go so deep that we would gather all the way and get a lot of glass and end up with a cold core but too much hot on the outside this is part of what makes this cold core so spectacular is that we are putting just a little bit of glass onto our stick and then we're pushing it back and pushing enough glass back to that initial gather line so that now we have an even coating of glass we've come all the way back to our initial gather line about two inches or so and then in that pushing on the marver move that we did, we set up just enough glass off the end of our punty rod. So there's not a lot of glass out there. There's just that little half inch or so that we need to now apply that to the bottom of our sculpture. Now let's just say, for ease, we're making like a, a bowling ball, a large round sphere, a big ass marble of glass. And now we've just taken this gather, 
and we quickly pushed it back and maybe we cooled our pipe so we can hold on further up on the rod but we're quickly bringing this over to the bowling ball and we've coordinated with the bowling ball maker that they're ready for this punty rod it's time to gather so that we gather and we are ready to apply it and we're not going to mess around we're not going to reheat it we are just ready to stick that thing on and so we come right over with that and we and then the bowling ball maker sticks that big gooey face right on to the far side of their bowling ball and they spooge it on they push hard and make a big wide gooey connection and now we've just got a soup can or smaller diameter but essentially kind of that kind of ratio size face just smashed onto the bottom of our bowling ball on that punty rod and now we're both turning together the punty rod bringer and the bowling ball maker are working together now both turning in unison with this gooey bottom punty stuck on there and the one thing we're going to need to do now is set up that little neckline. And so we're going to use a tool called jacks and these big wide blades on kind of like a tweezer tong looking jobby. We're going to reach out there with our jacks and we're going to create a jack line right up against that bowling ball, but leaving a little disc of that hot glass on the bottom of the bowling ball squeezing a little constriction down there so we're gonna you know a little quarter size or a little bigger depending on how big our soup can punty was we stuck on there and now we've squeezed a little button of glass so that essentially it now kind of looks like we have a dome punty attached to a button on the bottom of our bowling ball and if we've all done our job right, now everything's starting to set up on that punty rod. We had just enough heat to cut in that neckline. And now that punty is starting to rigidize. The interior of that punty is starting to cool way down. And that bit of glass is set up. And the punty rod is now strong enough the glass is cooled down enough so that it is rigid enough to hold that bowling ball once we break it off from the initial pipe that it was made on so now the gaffer the main person making that bowling ball the bowling ball gaffer will put some water on the neckline that they pre-established on that bowling ball. They'll put some water in there, and they'll whack their pipe, and then that whacking on the pipe will break off from their initial blowpipe, but our punty and the neckline that we've established will be just soft enough where it won't break off. It's going to stay there. We've got a good, solid attachment there. And then... When we're all done shaping the other side of that blowing bowling ball, then 
we can put a little water on the neckline that we made on that punty and tap it and that will break off cleanly from that spot and that is where that hot fusion button will stay on the bowling ball but the part that we've the neckline is where we're going to shear off from and so that's kind of the difference in that hot fusion and cold fusion is that the hot fusion we're actually fusing on part of it and then we're going to use the property of glass where it just kind of wants to break when it's weak and cold um and we're making that neckline as the weak spot and the cold fusion is where we're using the property of glass where if you don't fuse things together too well you can also get them to break off evenly so whoa that was tricky huh another kind of punty we might want to use is a crown a crown punty is very related to a sculpture punty. But instead of having just a flat face on attachment, we're going to pinch a little crown off of the end of that pipe. Similar, oftentimes using that cold core technique, we could off a little bit a little rim using tweezers or pinchers we could pinch that little bit of glass and rotating and pulling and pinching and pinching and pulling and rotating at the end of our rod while we're sitting at the bench we can pull out what looks like a little crown on the end of that punty so instead of having a solid face we're actually just going to have a ring of glass. And that ring of glass is going to be used like... You all right there, Doug? Huh. We're going to use that ring of glass, similar to a sculpture punty, but we're going to leave that ring on the bottom and the difference the main difference i believe between a crown punty and a sculpture punty is that the crown punty just has less glass left on the bottom of the piece so that it is easier to cold work it off sculpture punty you might also just leave that little nugget on there and you might not cold work it off because it might be at the bottom of a sculpture that's going to be hidden where a crown punty is usually going to be cold worked off and then you might like to have a crown punty because just less glass that is attached there's some theories that using the crown and a tube is going to be a little structurally a little more sound than the sculpture gooey it's going to have a little more stability but really the main advantage is you just have less glass to remove from the bottom. Now, another related punty might be actually the donut punty. And a donut punty is going to be similar to the crown, but generally you're not going to pinch it off. You're going to use the marver and using some special marver techniques by going vertical, take a hot gather and drop it onto the marver 
and push into it and you kind of create a ring and then you'll marver and pull back towards yourself pulling the glass off you'll kind of create a little donut ring off the end of the pipe that one that donut you're going to use more like a dome it's going to be a cold fusion where the crown is another hot fusion punty the donut is generally going to be a cold fusion and you're going to break off at the point of the fusion and not put a neckline in it with the crown punty you're going to want to put a neckline into it and break it off leaving that little crown that little donut but not to be confused with the donut punty leaving that little ring of glass onto your vessel that then will be removed later Generally, you're just going to cold work that off, though the crown does have this very special technique where you can pop the crown off. When it's cold, you put the crown facing up, so it's a little tiny little cup, and you fill that little cup with water, and then using a torch, you can torch across the face of that crown, or using hot glass, you could dump hot glass onto that crown something that's really dangerous and and seems totally sketchy putting hot glass onto your cold finished vessel then you apply that hot glass right to that ring not touching the rest of your vessel but just to that ring and then bing it'll pop it right off and it'll be all clean and done and maybe then you would cold work that but that might even be where you would just finish that uh, and leave just a tiny little mark there at the bottom um, of your vessel. Now, another punty that you might use that is going to be similar to the crown punty is a blown punty or a blow punty. And it's going to look and apply very similar to the crown but the big difference is you're going to do it on a blowpipe so that you can blow through it. So that you could actually attach it to a vessel that has a hole in it. To a bubble that has a hole in it. And this is where you might want to seal the shape off on the initial blown side. Rather than making a traditional vessel where you would be attaching to a lip. Where you'd be... The blowpipe would be attached to the lip and you'd break off at the lip. You would actually want to heat that lip in and seal it off together and then be able to blow into it. And the blown panty, the way that you're going to make that, the big difference is when you're going to gather it, one, on a blowpipe... And they're going to make your gather. You're not going to put a cold core on this. And you're going to make your gather on this. And then you're going to hold it up and hold the glass up in the air. So the glass falls back. And you can either do this in the furnace or go to the glory hole. But you would gather the glass quickly and hold it up. So the glass all falls back to your gather line. And upsets itself so that there is just not very much glass on the face of your blowpipe and it's more all moved back to the gather line turning evenly and consistently and then you will put that back into reheating chamber and blow 
and blowing hard will blow a bubble through the center of that gather and pop the bubble and then you will have a tube or a collar on the end of your pipe and now you can pinch your little crown leaving a hole down the center of your punty and then on the other side of the vessel that you're going to attach to the blown work that you're going to attach to at this point you're probably making some crazy blown sculpture you're going to put a hole in the bottom of your blown sculptural work using oftentimes these days a tungsten rod attached to a drill and you can just drill a hole right in the glass using a tungsten rod um if you heat a tungsten rod just a pointy tungsten rod looks kind of like it's a drill bit on the end of a drill but it's actually not a drill but it's just a straight rod tapered 45 to a point at the end that you actually don't even need to taper it it kind of helps in getting it in there um just get that tungsten really hot and stick it on the glass and start torching the tungsten while you turn the drill on and push it into the glass the glass should be not very hot it should be in that 1300 range stable not moving and you're just going to torch the tungsten and push against your glass and it will push through using the torch just apply the heat to the tungsten and don't apply the heat to the glass vessel but just to the tungsten and the tungsten the trick is that the tungsten can get really hot and not and stay very rigid the the tungsten is is has a really really high melting temperature and so the tungsten then can act essentially like a drill bit and push in to the vessel isn't that crazy it's crazy. Um, you're going to have to keep applying the heat to get it in and then get it out. And then you'll be all set. Then you got a hole in the bottom of your vessel. A couple other ways you can pick holes through, you can blow holes through. But that's a that's the newfangled American way. So, um, let's see. What are some other punties? You know, there's a little cross punty, which is usually like that's kind of like a bohemian, like folk style, often a, more of a hippie punty, though there's a company that does use that cross punty now as kind of almost like a chop mark, and it looks super cool. And that's going to be like a dome punty, a cold fusion, break it off. Um, and it used to just be that that was really just a hippie punty. Um, there's some other techniques of punty back onto the blowpipe, um, in a cold fusion style and gathering techniques. Gosh, gathering is just got to practice your gathers. That's the really important thing. That's the important lesson here is to really focus on your gathers. So here we are. Palo Alto, ready to make some objects for these nice people. Um, there's your lesson on gathering and punties. Sure, there's more to this, but I think you get the idea. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm Eli.
still Eli. And I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad that you made it this far to the end of this podcast. Um, That means a lot to me. So thanks for listening. Have a good nap. And I will talk to you soon. Love you lots. This is the end of the message. Bye for now.